Hey, I'm Ray. Hey, I'm Liz. And together we are Buzz with Ray and Liz. Just two kick-ass human beings who came up with an idea to celebrate the intricate web of humanity the best way we know how, with no filters. I already have a drink in my hand. Think of this as happy hour with two of your best friends. So sit down, take a sip, and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Liz. Hey, it's Ray. And today, Ray is a little under the weather, so if you hear a couple coughing, she's smoking weed. She's not yes. smoking weed. She's not smoking weed. She's just sick. <clears throat> so, um, how was your past weekend? It was good. I um, watched 90 Day Fiance. Awesome. It made me realize how blessed I am that... I'm not trying to find a husband in the other side of the world. Yes, and I watched it too. I will say, since I've watched the other reality shows, this one's a good show. This one is very entertaining to watch, and it's it's funny. A lot of it is cringeworthy. I did event. I didn't. I only watched basically the first season, the some of the second season, and then I did a quick Google search of who were the best couples. And who were the worst couples. And the worst couples were very, very cringeworthy to me. I will go ahead and start us off with the two best couples that I personally watched through. Um, The first one I watched was with Paula and Russ. And they're from season one. I believe it's actually pronounced Paula. Because they kept calling her Pal for short. She is a 26-year-old, yes. very gorgeous. And Russ, who's 27, is from Oklahoma. Um, Paula, I'm going to just call her Pal for this because that's what they called her. But she is very – do you watch Modern Family? She reminded me so much of Gloria's character, Sofia Vergara. She's Colombian, too. She's just she's very energized. She's very affectionate, and, and she's very vocal and – very celebrative so she was just she that fit that mold so russ is this nice conservative white guy who works as a field engineer and he meets her in the native country of columbia the the big thing about this is of course so when the 90 day fiance it's based off of a visa it's the K-1 visa, and it expires in 90 days. So they have to, they either have met before, meet through the internet, like either Facebook or any little dating type app, and then in 90 days, they get issued the K-1 visa, and they have to decide if they're going to get married or not. <laughs> so so Russ meets Paula while he is working in her native country of Colombia. He is currently... Oh, when he starts, he is living with his parents, and they are devout Christians, and they're very soft-spoken. When Paula comes there, they have they do the dinner table, which was really really awkward. And the mom made a joke. She said to to Russ, like, "Don't go to Colombia and fall in love and get married." And it kind of got awkward because Paula did it say anything bad like she didn't she wasn't confrontational at all but through the whole scene you can see her face of disapproval like really bitchy like i cannot believe your mom said this stuff and it it really showed how annoyed she was with that she 
also, um, while they are living, well, while they are living there within the 90 days, because of the parents are so devout Christians, they have to sleep in separate rooms. And that is not something it, Paula is into at all. She, um, have you seen that season at all? Do you know who they are? No, not really. I'm only really familiar with Ed and Rose and Paul and Kareen and, and um, Daniela and Mohammed. Ooh, I didn't get to watch Daniela and Mohammed, but we will get to those toxic couples first. Well, I'll just shortly talk about the, the good couples. Well, anyway, so this couple, they're still married. They, um, Paula, she, Paula is a very sexy woman and she basically, the reason why I think this couple is cool, it really stood out is because her Colombian heritage, she was very true to herself. She was as, as lively as all. And I read, I didn't actually watch it, but she keeps doing like her modeling type career. She's a designer and he quits his job because it, he would he wasn't allowed to get his day off for their wedding day so he basically quits the job and can't find work and she from what i saw the scene she's like she's doing something with her body she's not a dancer or anything but she looks like she's like one of those cute girls who do races and she's like woohoo she's doing something along those lines in sexy modeling and she supports the family but he eventually down the line he even though he's a conservative background he he accepts who she is and he stays in love with her and he never tries to change her so i thought that was really dope to see a guy who married a bad bitch and let her stay a bad bitch i'm always into that so the cool thing about pala is she i didn't get to see her be lonely as much she was more lonely for her husband she missed him while he was gone because his job caused him before he quit the job, it caused him to be away a little bit longer. That's the reason why he was living with his parents because he was always basically working on location. So she would call him and say that she missed him. Even though I did briefly watch a lot of the other uh, players in season one, I didn't really connect with it too much, but I skimmed over it watching it to look for this couple. It seemed like all of the other women were very emotional and they cried and they missed their family. And she didn't give me that impression at all. She seemed like she was very ambitious. She knew who she was and she knew she was able to connect with back home if she needed to. She did become friends with his friends who didn't drink at all and she's a heavy drinker. Um, so she likes to drink, she likes to party, but it does seem like he eventually really just accepts her and doesn't try to change her, even though she is a lot more, I would say, an ambitious woman, and he never tried to change that. So I really did enjoy the fact that he did not want to change her, and she didn't feel like she needed a change. Let's talk about one of your toxic people on there. So we're going to talk about Paul and Karini. And that couple just blew my mind. And the reason why is Paul is from Louisville, Kentucky, which is close to Indiana. Well, right next to Indiana, close to Indianapolis. Um, and she is from a small town in Brazil. And the way you get to her town is you have to fly over the mountains and then take a boat up or down the Amazon River for a few days. few days. See, I must have skimmed right over that part because I think I remember him getting off the plane and all of his luggage is like gone and he doesn't know where it's at. So 
I yeah, don't remember he, him swimming through a river. He well, he want he she wanted him to swim in the river when he got there. But get this. So there are some parasitic fish that swim up a male's urethra. <gasps> so the doctor was like, You have to put a condom on so nothing happens. While you're swimming? While you're swimming. So while oh. that thing is not, you know, it's kind of just flaccid, you gotta put a condom on it. Oh my gosh, I must have missed that scene completely. Why did yeah. she ask him to do that? Or she well, I don't doesn't... think she knows. I think it's so, like, common to be like, okay, we're going to swim in the Amazon River. But, like, and so he also was a mama's boy. And there's nothing wrong with being a mama's boy. But mm. he gives her a lock of her hair. I'm like, I'm starting to think. Did I even watch the show that I was supposed to watch? I don't remember the lock of hair. Literally, like it felt like watching it felt like he was just playing for the camera. And his sorry excuse was, "I got hurt so many times by American women, so I'm gonna go to a different country and oh. find someone in a less less like impoverished country and talk to them because they're more um, family related." I do remember him saying that because he is controlling, he he's really, really jealous. And he made a comment that I've been cheated on so many times. That's why I'm constantly thinking that I'm going to get cheated on. And those are toxic behaviors. You cannot have the problems from your past relationships. Now, they can be red flags. Like, if you know the signs a little bit faster, definitely use that to your advantage. But you can't push that shit on your next relationship. When I did start this episode, I had no idea he was going to be crazy. I made my husband watch it with me. I was like, uh, Ray said this is the next episode, so can you watch it with me? And let me tell you, my husband was invested in the show. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this. Um, But he did say right away that he thought Paul was crazy. But he's like, something is really off about him. And I actually just thought he was going to be like a nerd. I didn't get to see what his career was. Did they drop what he did for a living? Computers. Because when I was watching a YouTube video of, I forgot his name. Um, you guys can let me know who it is, but he's like a psychologist on YouTube. And they were Is he self-proclaimed? That... No, he's been doing <laughs> relationship psychology for like two decades and so he was. He talked about it for a quick second. Um, he called him a geek and a nerd. I know he was. A, he, yeah, that's. What, I did see that part, but I. Um, I don't but I think know. he works with computers. He's an IT type of that type of person, a network guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I must have completely just skimmed through it because when I, we started watching it, I was just kind of watching all of the episodes. We did not pinpoint who we were watching, and I kind of thought he was boring. He did look different in, like, all of the scenes. Like, when he wears his glasses, he doesn't look like the same guy. So half of the time, I'm like, wait, who's this guy? He um he has a criminal background. Did you catch that? Yes. So the, uh, the criminal background I heard was because of an ex-girlfriend. For arson, like, like high arson or something, green arson. Um, but I didn't Land. catch what happened because that seems extreme. Like, did he just try to burn our house down? I he I probably tried it. to pull a um, what's that? Carrie Underwood. Oh shit! Yeah, that's extreme. But he didn't come off aggressive like that at all. So when I did hear there was a criminal background, it was 
it was a little hard to believe. So that's, you know, that's what's scary about bad guys. Sometimes it's just hard to believe. He was very insecure, secure, and jealous. When he goes, first of all, this relationship is really weird because they don't, neither one of them speak each other's language. And that is really difficult. They're, through the episodes, they are talking into their phones and using that as a translator. And it is, I don't even know how you can bond with that. He confronts her. He confronts Karini. He talks to her. He's like, I can't help but notice you're talking to American men. And he makes it seem like he has this hardcore evidence of her talking and cheating. But it's basically her looking at famous fitness guys on Instagram and putting heart faces on it. Stuff that, you know, I would do that under a celebrity's picture and, and tag my friends and be like, oh my gosh, look at look at Rihanna. She's so fucking hot. And hearts, hearts, hearts. But he makes a big deal out of it and he asks her to take a pregnancy test. And I was, I is, I, I don't know what to say about that because when I watched that episode, I was just like, what is going on? Because he asked her all of this stuff and okay so get this he asked her to take another one i did catch that like she they must have had a flashback somewhere i don't know because they did like a flashback scene i saw that she he asked her previously to do it and actually take an std test at that time too and then this episode happened and he asked for a pregnancy test and he's talking in his interview room and he's like i don't even know what i would do if it does come positive. And she kind of jokes around when she first comes out and says she's pregnant. And he, like, sits there and looks sad. He doesn't cry or anything. And then she says, no, she's not pregnant. And picks up her phone so that it translates to say she's not pregnant. The whole, it just, it felt like a really crappy, cheesy, D-list show I was watching. It, it, it was just... It was just so bad. Like, the interaction was bad. She was talking. I did notice in, like, one of the episodes, Karidi said that she was very anxious to start a family because she needed to know that if she was pregnant and he had to move back in the States, that he would be committed to her. And I, I cringed at that, just the idea of it. Um, watching it, it, it kind of, it, it makes it look like her interest was to, in a sense, trap him. And that's the way she kind of portrayed it at that moment when she was interviewing. She's like, I need to make sure that he doesn't leave me when he goes back to the States. That's why he needs to have a baby with me. So I know he's committed to me and cannot leave me. So I felt that um, was kind of... My thing was how he portrayed, like, how he was on, on and off camera. He was completely different on camera. And a lot of people can notice that. Like, the way he was talking, he was all nice, but you can tell, like, in his actions later on. Especially, like, looking back on what's happened on the news, because you do know what happened recently, right? I'm kind of familiar. I didn't watch anything about it, but kind of remind me what happened. So, supposedly, what was going on in the tabloids was that she gave him an STD, supposedly. Doesn't want to tell anyone what kind of STD it is, and that she cheated on him. And then goes, and then he goes to say that she did all of this stuff, and then um, 
there in court and that she didn't file for her she didn't renew her visa or green card or whatever and then flash forward to like august she disappears and he's telling everyone that she's missing turns this out she august? just ran away mm-hmm. wow it just and it turns out like a couple days ago that she said i'm not missing i'm just running away from paul I feel like I saw that, like, he somehow assaulted her. I think I saw that she's pregnant again. Is that what you saw, too, when you did it in England? I didn't, I didn't see that. I just know that, that she's scared for the child. Wow. I do know that they are apart. I didn't really quite know why she left. But she's in Indiana. I know that. He went back to Brazil. I think he was getting the house set up for her. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the divorce, but she's somewhere in Indiana. So that, she's, hey, girl, if you listen to this, hit us up. He sounds like a douche. Um, And we can be friends. So uh, aside from that, like, it kind of goes to show you how, like, this entire 90 Day Fiance and its spinoff is. Because from the two that we met, so the one couple that you talked about, that's literally like one in a one in hundred because there's so many of them from the couples in itself from the 90 day fiance to the spinoffs and it goes to show you how international or long distance relationships are because it's completely different if you're dating somebody in person but if you're doing this let's say um internationally and you've never met you can get infatuated and you can think all of these things but the moment that you meet them it's like it comes crashing down because you don't know how they are personally. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There was another couple, though, that I did watch that was very wholesome and sweet that they are married as well. So I think if you Google it, they show a list of like actual like seven people who actually are still currently married that are considered the the success stories. So what I read is the first season, the way they recruited these people is somehow the people who had applied for the visa, um, they just asked them what their story was and if they could interview, if they could follow them with cameras and tape them. So it wasn't really necessarily a casting call. It was just, hey, we're thinking about this show. And then they became on the show. I saw another successful family. And this one was very cool because they're younger. The other people that we were watching, they seem like they've, they're way older and they kind of seem like they're catfish or they seem a little bit later in their 20s and they've been rejected a lot. I watched Amy who is from South Africa and she's 21 years old and Danny he's 23 years old and he's from Pennsylvania so they're both very young and they're both virgins. This is a completely wholesome relationship. There is one major tension. The father of of Danny who is they're white they are also devout Christians. Um, he is against interracial dating. They have a big family. They, Danny is the youngest of seven kids. He is a construction worker, and they are living apart. He, they met while they were doing a Christian class in Australia. So they met very, I would say, spiritually, religious-wise, and they both kept to their vows. So you got to see two people two young people come together and really believe in their vows Danny lived elsewhere and she was living with she was staying with his brother Nick 
because they wanted to make sure that they did not stay the night with each other. So they weren't tempta- temptations to, you know, have sex. And they didn't. They waited. It is really cool to see because she is she shows she's South African. They bring her mom over. And it, it's a very loving relationship. She did make a comment that, you know, she was lonely. She didn't have any friends there. He's in his 20s, so he starts just going back to work. Um, he didn't really think it through. They go see the pastor because they need to get that approval to get married. And they were be- very vulnerable together. She makes a comment. She's like, I basically left my whole family. I left my whole life to be with you. And all we do is spend time with your friends and your family. And he makes a comment back. He's like, wow, I have now become your best friend, your husband, your family members. This is really heavy for me to carry. And that scene ends. So you kind of get the feeling like, is he having second thoughts? Once he goes back to the scene, he actually took that advice that he got from the church, from the pastor, and he doesn't do a day with his family. He does a date with her. And he says, I'm sorry I didn't schedule my time right. I'm learning about this, but you're right. I need to sacrifice. If I want to add you into my life, I need to learn to sacrifice and give you time for just you and me so we can grow and bond. So that it's so wholesome. It seems like he's a very loving, he's trying to give him, give her everything that they feel like they're building, but he's including her in, in his family. Like, her, her, his siblings just love her. She, they throw her a bachelorette party, and it's wholesome as well. And it's, it looks like they're renting a farm. It could be where they're having the wedding. It's, it's a, it's a big house, and it's all of his siblings and cousins, and they're just chit chatting. And they take her outside to the backyard, and they're getting close to what looks like a sunset, and. His sister's like, well, I heard you love sunsets. And while they're walking, there's this small little table on the ground and it's completely decorated with charcuterie boards and and has all these little gifts and these little throw pillows on the ground. And they're like, we just want to be able to give you this sunset and let you know you're part of our family now. And of course she starts crying because she felt lonely, but she's like, I don't feel lonely anymore. The tension of this episode is the father. He is old school white guy and he, his first interaction with her was over dinner and he makes a comment and he's like, yeah, you know your kids are gonna have a harder time in life because they're gonna be interracial. And the mom is completely loving, welcoming. She's like, I don't agree to that. Basically, you're part of the family. And it it doesn't get confrontational. They don't fight. It was a very, very tense but they for these two young kids they did not lose their shit at all like it was really 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 cool to see two people not go in off of that comment i did watch down the road they talk about it at the i guess you know they have the end table or the end time and they said they looked at it as an opportunity to educate him once they get married he kind of comes around and he gives her a kiss on the cheek after they're married um so the dad kind of looks like he's coming around and he's welcoming welcoming her to the family so i think that was a really great success story to see i think it had to do with they were both very devout to their vows and they're very young so that is how that beautiful story was 
Have you ever, um, have you ever been in a long distance relationship? No. No, really. That's that's interesting. I I've been in a long distance relationship. So with this, it was an interracial dating thing. I lived in I lived in Indiana. He lived in Illinois, and we were in it for a very long time. Let me tell you, those shit is for the birds. I was young and 20, and I think that when you're really young and 20, you think you have the energy to really live up and keep the momentum going, and whatever hits your way, you're like, yeah, I'll do anything for you to fight for this relationship, but the thing is, when you see each other, at least for us, in the beginning, it was overly glamorized for us because we're like, oh, anytime we saw each other, it was best, let's let's be loving and stuff. But after a couple years in, it was, you don't feel really like you're a part of my life and we grow apart. So I think that long distance relationships probably can work, but they probably get even harder the longer you're in it because you miss that everyday interaction. You want someone to go to the grocery store with you. So when I see these international dating, I, I really don't know how they can do it. I I have no idea how they could do it. It's really tough. But it was really cool to see those two young kids do it. Now, let's go with the big honcho who we both agree was toxic as fuck. And let's like, let's talk about how he has changed pop culture. Who are we talking, talking about? about? No neck short <laughs> mm. mayonnaise. You're going to make me wearing... spill my whiskey. <laughs> Big Ed. And when I talk about big, and I'm not shaming nothing, but the dude has a big ego. Mm -hmm. He got a big chin. Mm. And he's the biggest asshole. He And he was a very comes off condescending, polite asshole. He is, I didn't get their ages. I did get Rose. She's from the Philippines and she is 23 years old. She has, I believe, a six-year-old kid who never shows on the camera. And she's living in some of the most impoverished parts of the Philippines. And Ed, my husband, researched it a little. At least he did a quick Google search. I guess he was a photographer and he made like $400,000 a year. So he was well off. I mean, he, he makes more money than I do. But he's definitely... This whole episode was cringe. I The whole episode, I was just like, did he just say that now we're both filipina so i'm very americanized so rachel you may have a little bit more to offer but i kind of thought i wouldn't necessarily thought that it was radical racist but it was very offensive just how a man feels he can be that comfortable to talk to a woman he came off like he was the fucking great white hope like he if i were to embody a person what mayonnaise is big head is mayonnaise <laughs> rose is dope as shit she is her face is throughout the whole episode she's like oh yuck and there's a part where he doesn't know what she's saying and she's like walking away and he's like i love you i love you and in the caption she's saying tagalog and i don't speak tagalog um, and it, the caption says, you're ugly. No, you're ugly. You're ugly. And he goes, I hope she's saying I love you back. And I just started laughing oh, yeah. because of the captions. He um, made her also take a fucking STD test. 
But she wasn't fucking around. She was like, well, that's not fair. You need to take one with me, too. She was not, she didn't come off dumb. I know that they, from what I've heard from my friends who do watch the show, they like to portray a lot of people coming off as gold diggers or they're chasing the green card. I didn't get that impression from her. There was a little talk about how her sister asked Ed for some money, but she she didn't seem like she was necessarily going after his money. But at the, after looking at him, I don't really know what she was going after. When they first meet, she called him short, and I, I thought that was really funny. Oh, she goes, he not, he's not only is he short, but he's big. And she didn't say it like that <laughs> or anything. She just, like, did it with her hands. And I was like, that's so polite. That's so polite. But then the funny part was, like, he had the audacity to be like, I gave you lingerie, but wait, mm. here's Listerine. A pretty toothbrush and toothpaste because your breath stank. Uh, the fact that he said that I haven't had a girl in 28 years and she was 23 years old, I thought that uh, that I thought that was really uh, unnecessary. I think they met on Facebook. I don't remember how they met. I didn't see where they met each other. But he kind of flips the fuck out because she doesn't want to talk about her past. And he is upset with that. Like, you need to be honest with me. You need to tell me why, just who you've been with. And I thought in my head, like, if he's 28 years old, why the fuck does he care, like, who she's been with? Because as I'm getting older, I don't really care. I mean, I'm married now. But when I, so when I was dating and I was single, I really enjoyed dating. I had a great time at it. I didn't have these horror stories that I've heard my friends have. I always went into dating as in, hey, we're both meeting for dinner for the first time. Just feel free to tell me how we both got to this very moment. And if you want to talk about your ex, that's cool. I don't personally am asking for that. But if you want to talk about some crazy adventure you had at 19 years old, cool. Share that with me. Share the life that I didn't get to see before we finished dinner. So it's very interesting to see older people or any, it doesn't even have to be older people. It's so weird to see people when they're first dating and they go straight into what issues they have from their old relationships. And it, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Look. He, you do that? No, no, look. Somebody said this therapy, everybody deserves therapy. Like, if It's okay to heal. Yes, if you're going to go into a relationship and you're going to blame other people for um, what the other people in your past did, you need to go seek therapy. And if there's always, if your relationships keep on sucking, there's always a common denominator. And it's okay to take time to focus on yourself. It's beneficial for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the best. But he, he, Ed, oh, when he goes to the Philippines, so this is this is what my beef is. Now, I don't blame him. He makes this comment that, like, does your place have air conditioning? I went camping a couple weeks ago with um, my cousin, and I will say I get pissed every time I have to go somewhere there isn't air conditioning. But shouldn't he have known kind of her living conditions before he went to the Philippines? And shouldn't he know how fucking hot the Philippines is? Like... I don't even Bruh, need to... He's like, mayonnaise. 
What was the mayonnaise for on him? To make his hair look better. But get this, you want to know what he is, what his occupation is? I thought it was a photographer. But what kind of photographer? Oh my god, what? A supermodel, bedore, sexy photographer. Oh, so that's why he's so obsessed with the lingerie? Yes. Mm, it makes sense. So imagine I mean, being around these beautiful women, taking photos, and being a creep. You know he's been doing like, things. I mean, it sounds like the dream. If you're going to have a creepy job, I mean, I would think that as long as he's not touching the women, that or at, and they're not underage, but I mean, that, that sounds like a weird little fantasy come true for somebody. I didn't realize he... I, but now that I think about it, like, what other type of photographer would he have been? Either way, it seems like he was pretty pretty successful at it when he was pissed off about how she lives now she lives like in the slums like she she it ain't fucking around and she she's so cool about it too she's like yeah what's wrong with it here's my bedroom like she doesn't seem like she's embarrassed at all here's the roof i'm sorry it's it's leaking it has a leak oh yeah and it definitely has my favorite part is ed goes and goes i need a shower and the dad goes i want a shower too (laughs) (laughs) and they shower together and ed's like no 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 and then after like they're taking a shower he spots him like a rat and he goes what is that and i'm thinking to myself how the fuck are you gonna ask what is that when you literally can see what it is and she goes it's a, she goes it's a mouse and he goes are you sure that's a mouse or a rat and she goes yeah it's that <laughs> and like the most she- monotone voice is like yeah <laughs> She was so cool about it. She's like, yeah, man. Like, she, I really liked her. She makes the faces I make. She, she, I liked her a lot. She just, she, I just felt like she was like, eh, whatever. Cool. I, I, I really liked her personality. Of course, he gets pissed about staying over there. He's like, I need to stay at a hotel. And he takes her to this hotel that looks pretty nice and says, I just want to take care. I, I, I want to take care of you and take you away from the Philippines. And it, I feel like I get what he was saying, but the way he channeled that out hmm. sounded very, like, I'm not into that. Like, if he, I kind of feel like, I don't know, and I'm older, and I do really care about family. Like, the way they're living and the, the money he made, I would think that maybe I would have said, and this is just me, I would have said, I'd like to take care of you and your family. Because his her family doesn't need to be left there too. If he thinks if he doesn't think she deserves to live there, I would think that he would want to make sure her family was. Because that's the for me that's the best way to show someone you love them is by showing the person you love and then showing that person who they love respect. So for me, I thought that would have been a lot more nicer if he would have did that angle. He doesn't, of course. He's just like I have enough money to take care of you and your son. And then he drops the bomb that he doesn't want any more kids. He could have said that a while back. And she makes this comment. She's like, why didn't you tell me this before? I've always been honest with you. Why did you wait to tell me? And he says, well, I just wanted to tell you face to face. And she's like, my dream is to have another kid. Do you know why they ended? I I didn't get to watch the full episodes. They got into a big fight regarding like her 4,000 friend. I don't know. It was all about jealousy and lies and she just got done left. And that was it. I know that he 
the clips that I watched, his goal was to propose. He just wanted to make sure they mm-hmm. were in sync. And also, they did have sex because he made a comment about them having sex. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. He made it. He, they did have sex. But after sex, he gave her that Listerine. Wow. That's, that is terrifying to watch. I, it seems like it's very, I want to adopt you. Like, I, you are in this poor situation. I'm this great guy. And then I want you to be who I expect you to be. And which is what you were saying earlier about Paul and how he had been mistreated by American women. So instead of figuring out what the fuck is wrong with him and how he communicates, he kind of, they both to me come off very destructive and want to go to a different country because at least formally, because these are from 2014 to 2017, but at one point, America was the place to be. Like, everybody wants to be in America. We love it here. Nowadays, I don't know what the way we're handling COVID, if people really like like us. But I think what they did is they went to countries where they spoke to women who possibly wanted out of their countries and had this expectation and belief system of how American men were. And they were using it to their advantage, which it's a form of manipulation to me. I absolutely I was just it was just nutso if you had a friend who dropped that bomb and said hey Ray I met this person and I am going to propose to them I've only known them for 10 days or I've only met them one time in my life but we've been on the internet what would you what kind of friend would you be to that person have you tried therapy you would do that I would do that Because you know what? You don't want to take that trauma that you have and make it bigger and end up having it explode in your face. Or worse, you can bring a child into this world and then have that trauma and then become that type of mother or father or whatever gender. What if that person is pretty normal? Like they're just, you know, they're normal, a normal friend. And they're like, hey, I found someone. I'm in love with them. And I'm thinking about proposing to them. I guess it depends if they actually met them at a coffee shop or if they met online. Because online is completely different. You could have multiple personas. Mm. So, like, you could have the hottest guy in the world and find out that that's not even him. Right. Or her. And it's just, it's all just like, I don't know. It, it's kind of just the adrenaline and the rush of it. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly, that's why when people say, you know, don't fall in love thinking that, you know, the butterflies, that's just how it is. They're like, you have to go through like the bumps through the road and just, mm-hmm. you know, keep on going because that's how what real relationships are. That's why Disney fooled us. Mm, yeah. We'll, get, yeah, you, so we'll get you next, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically it. Like, that's, I mean, if I had a friend who was normal, didn't have any trauma, I would say, why are you rushing it? The best things aren't meant to be rushed. Do you mm. rush a souffle? No. But you don't want it to cook too long because I eat my medium rare. Oh, absolutely. But (laughs) you still don't want to overcook a souffle. You just want it to be the right temp. Oh, you said souffle? I I thought you said filet. I was thinking of of steak. (laughs) You got to age that steak to make it taste good. See, I feel like if my friend said that, I think I would say in my best, because I'm your friend and out of your what I believe is your best interest, I would say the general things that probably need to be said. How do you know this person? 
Are you in love with this person? Do you know, what will you do if it doesn't work out? Do you know your exit strategy? What is your long-term goals? But I think that would be the extent of it. I think I have a lot of friends, and I won't lie to you, but I am a major fan of everyone having whatever kink they have and going for it as long as it is not, you know, pedophile and it's not any form of assault. But, like, if it's it's healthy, it can be weird and bizarre. I'm all for it. My friends tell me all the shit they're into, and I'm like, oh, I would have never thought about that. So I don't think I would ever be the friend who says don't do it. I would just be the friend that says, hey, if that's what you need, if that's what you're kind of into, just, you know, make sure that you are safe. Make sure you're not being catfished. Make sure if you do go out of the country, you know what people you need to contact just in case something horrific happens, especially if you don't speak the language. So I think the only thing I would be concerned about is their actual safety. Now, if they decide to get married, I mean... They decide to get married. It, it, yeah. It kind of is. It's more fun to just, watch. I would just be more blunt about it because it's just the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like end of the day, say you know all of that stuff, but it's your choice because you're a grown ass woman or man. Like I can't tell you what to do. Right. And when you do, they you know people don't like that. They kind of hide from you, and you don't necessarily want to desert your friend just because if you really love your friend, that person really may be doing some stupid ass shit. Like there is the concerns. There are the way they portray this show. I've talked to numerous amounts of my friends just this past week and the way they portray women, they make it seem like certain people are gold diggers or they're extremely bitchy women by how they handle what they want to say. So I, I would say just by watching not just these couples, but um, all the other couples, I have noticed that American culture seems to be an issue with these other cultures. Because from what I saw, a lot of the people who moved here, who were from a different country, of course, they all wanted to move back to their country. So I thought that was crazy. I was like, what? But you want to know what's crazy is there's a spinoff of Americans going to other countries and getting their visas there. And one of them, actually, she ended up staying. She missed her family, but they're still together. I forgot what their name is. And then there's another one where it's a Korean guy and a white girl. Mm-hmm. And they're still together, I oh, believe. Wow. Yeah, so I, I think it's just completely different. I think it's usually when people want to come here and they're being sold this American mm-hmm. dream. And that's what it is. And they, our American pop culture has fucked them as well, it sounds like. They believe that Mm -hmm. what is portrayed in the movies is what life is going to be like in America. Exactly, yep. Surprise! It's fucking not that! Um, I agree. I, I, I would be interested in seeing what it would be like to live in a different country. I think that I personally, I don't think I would want to live in a different country. I actually really like America. I think it, I think we're going through a shit show right now. But I like it. I also think... I'm very immersed in American culture, which is why we started this pop um, pop culture podcast. So a lot of them related it back to they miss their families. So I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if they miss their families or they just miss their culture because it kind of sounded it was a combination of both. Like they miss their own families. Their families were very loving, very supportive, very there with them all the time. And then they gave me the impression that it's hard to make friends in America. And I can kind of relate to that. I have a lot of friends who seem to be having a problem making friends and keeping friends. 
So I kind of see that point of view. Either way, I am not a fan of the idea of marrying someone in 90 days. Are you a fan of it? No, I, the fan of the show. Now, the show is actually really cool. I would, I, I would continue watching this show. It's like The Bachelor. I never watched. I've never honest. watched that. But it's like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette where it's speed dating oh. to marriage. That's what it is. But at the same, I don't, I don't like it. I personally don't like it only because how they portray the women. You're right. They portray the women really bad that they're either gold diggers or that they are here just for a green card or whatever. And that's not okay. And kind of looking at it and seeing where they are now, like what are the women's mental health? Where do they stand? You know? And like in terms of immigration, what's mm-hmm. going on? Like they haven't really touched on any of the subjects, especially the hard hitting one, which is immigration. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just one of those things where I wish that Ninety Day Fiance would touch on those points, regardless if they're entertainment or not, because that shit is real in America. Then you're right. I I have a friend who kind of did this. He's always been friends with this girl from Mexico. Now. He was in a relationship with another American girl, and they were together for, like, seven years, and they bought a house together, and he just was, like, one day, he was, like, I can't do this anymore. This is, if I stay in this relationship, I'm going to end up cheating on you. Like, it's gone for me. They break up, and the girl that he's been in contact with for years, he goes to Mexico, wants to see her, because she's finally single for once, and he proposes to her, like, immediately. And I haven't touched base with my friend to see how it, how it's been, but the immigration, like you were saying, she's from Mexico, and it took at least a year and a half for her to even get any form. And this wasn't now. This was, like, two years ago. And it was a year and a half before she could even come to the States. He was going back and forth. So we haven't touched immigration at all. And that is definitely an issue that's worth discussing. But I would say the more more pressing discussion for the international dating is the social impact that americans kind of believe that we have to be catered to because when they are yeah Mm -hmm. when they are going to other countries in this show it they're basically wanting whatever impression they have of the women that they're dating that's how they're supposed to be to them i saw a different one i don't remember their names but it was also the philippines and he went over there and he was like, well, she's not as affectionate as I expected her to be as an Asian woman. And I was like, well, not all Asian women are affectionate, so. Is she the one that's super young? They find out that she's Ooh, like 18. I didn't get through it all. There's, there's, yeah, there's the Filipino one where, or Filipino one where she, um, I think he's from like New Jersey or from the coast or something. And she's younger than his kids and he comes here and they find out that she's like a, different age than she was and it was just like what i don't know it could be i have to get uh, now that i actually like this show enough i'll watch it i did see there was some guy from indiana Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. he was from indiana and and the girl he dated was kind of weird i never get to the end i don't really get too much to the round table i haven't at least because i only was going after the people we were looking after have you watched the like Mm -hmm. the round table type stuff Mm -hmm. i was invested in in them, I was also invested in another success um, couple. Uh, I forgot. I think it's John and Danielle, maybe be, maybe her name. But they met on a karaoke app, and she was she was pregnant, and they were like doing karaoke. I guess there's an app where you can do songs with someone. Smuley. 
No, that's terrible. No, what what is the real app name? Smealy. Does that mean anything, or is that just a weird word? It's Smealy. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But yeah, whatever app they are, like you can sing with them. But basically, she sings with this guy from I think it's the Netherlands. Maybe it's somewhere somewhere Europe. Maybe in that area. But she's pregnant at the time, and he falls in love with her, and she goes over there with her baby. And the baby's like, what? It's the cutest baby, too. She goes over there, and he has a criminal background as well, so he can't get his visa to come to America, but they get engaged. And he legit just seems like he really loves her. They're still married now. I think just recently this year, um, he's starting to get his citizenship. It's starting to pass immigration type stuff. It, it's starting to get approved so he can move here. Because she has another kid here that's older. That's the reason why she didn't go over there to move there. But there are some really sweet, sweet ones it's on there. It's Rachel and John. Yes, that's the one. Did you ever see that that at all? Oh, I was. I got invested in them. I just thought it was a really... It, he was very good looking. His beard is on point. And he just seemed really cool. He was. He loved the baby. He the baby was saying dada to him, and that's not his dad. You know, that's not the dad, but like just the way he he was ready to be a family with her, and it, that was I did not expect that. I thought she was gonna get shitted on, but she didn't. Well, um, looks like he needs a new co-sponsor for his visa. Oh, I don't really know. Even though we watched the show, I didn't do the research on visas. Like I probably should have. Let me see if they're still together. Um, it says that they're still together. Mm-hmm. I was invested in them. It was a very, it was a very sweet emotional ro- roller coaster that wasn't too many bad bumps. So basically, it sounds like we are for international dating, but if you decide to do it, try not to do it in ninety days. Really try to get to know someone else and understand their culture. I would say I would recommend if you do decide to marry anyone and it doesn't have to be a long distance dating but if they are of the other culture and that culture is impactful to them take some time to understand the other culture because you're marrying into it as well you're marrying the friends the parents the family whatever they are you should want to be involved in your spouse's culture especially if they're into it and you should be willing to share your own culture only thing we like to say is try not to get married in 90 days it just seems it seems a little too fast get therapy you deserve it treat yourself if you find your man insecure to your next relationship and you are saying i love you after four days feel free if you don't need therapy feel free to take a break from dating and just enjoy being single. Or love ca- yourself. Or casually hook up and stop telling everyone you love them. You don't have to love all the hoes. Just some of the hoes. We will catch you guys at the next episode. Um, we, If you have any comments, definitely post them onto our Facebook page, our Instagram page. Subscribe. And if you have questions, you know, let us know. If you have a story about your international dating or long distance dating, we want to hear about it. And we'll bring it up in one of those type of mailbag episodes where we read everyone's shit back. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.